0: We are creating a space and a playing field where people walk in and there are things for them to use and share right away.
1: I'm going to keep saying this, I think for every episode, we have a fantastic episode today. This is another person who I have only relatively recently met and another person who it feels like, gosh, feels like I've known them my whole life. Uh, That was the voice of Holly Cole. And Holly is an amazing, amazing person. Holly is currently the CEO of the Research Ops community, uh, but Holly is so much more. Uh, This conversation is one of my favorites because we talk a little bit about Some of my favorite things, hair products and New Jersey, some of our shared experiences being in Texas. But we also take some really deep dives and conversations of what it was like uh, growing up and how the experience of being misunderstood or being uh, thought of as different uh, can really affect us. Uh, And we talk about the importance of support Finding those communities that we really strive to be in safe spaces so that we feel safe. And so, the importance of community and the feeling of pride that we get, the feeling of acceptance, and the feeling of being a human uh, as we are in these communities. Uh, this is a fantastic conversation, and Holly's just a wonderful, wonderful, rad person. So, again, let's get to it. Please enjoy Holly Cole. Hello <laughs> and welcome to Movie Phone. If you
0: know the name of the movie you'd like to see. Oh, seven,
1: 777 Film. Uh, yes, I remember. Um, oh. we, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this um, conversation for a while um, because uh, we've only recently met, but uh, I think we can both agree, uh, it's about time that we did. Um, and, and I, I have a feeling that we're going to talk about a lot of things, but first things first, most importantly, uh, what's your hair product of choice, uh, today?
0: <laughs> my, okay. So my hair product of choice today is dirty, which mm-hmm. is usual. I wash my hair at best once a week. And that was even when it was long, <laughs> um, Keep the oils. Not- and not bleached because it's good for your, your, your skin and your, your hair and all of that. Um, I use preferably got to be powderful. Uh, mm. but it's a wax powder.
1: I'm familiar and with got to be.
0: Well, so they have a product that you sprinkle on your hair that is a powder wax. And that's mm-hmm. because my hair has grown out enough that we're moving back into the pompadour phase. So mm-hmm. Most of my life, I have gone between not so short, it stands up all over, which is essentially not a buzz cut Mm
1: -hmm. to
0: this kind of severe angled bob um, Mm. that would start like at my occipital bun Mm -hmm. and then go down to the corner of my, my chin here. So... And in between those growing out phases, I have a really elaborately tall pompadour. So mm, mm-hmm. all of them look good. But now yeah, we're, yeah.
1: we're
0: into the getting into the pompadour phase, and that's the powderful
1: did, phase
0: it, of products. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because um, you always have good hair. Uh, <laughs> that, when, uh, the we, best documentaries we chat. ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I I rush... Uh, with my own hair, but uh, hair is something um, that I have conscious thought about. And it, it is something that comes up and um, yeah, uh, uh comes the, up for me.
0: The really ironic thing is that I do spend a lot of time thinking about my hair and like planning my hair because I do, I bleach my own hair. Mm. I have, I have done this um, and I actually had long hair and it was this white, as you know, mm-hmm. for, um, I probably bleached it. Well, I know I bleached it over 20 times during the pandemic and I still hmm. have long hair. <laughs> hmm. Um, but I do not spend a lot of time styling my hair or doing it every day. Yeah. So thank you for thinking
1: that I have nice my... hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, my pleasure. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's true. Um, and i wanted to you know get that out first and and uh, but this also allows me to like contact got to be and say hey would you like to advertise with us i'm uh, i'm i'm joking of course um uh, there are other things that i, I uh, when we were discussing what we might talk about there's like a, a dozen sweet. things and i was just like can we okay. just boil this all into a um a, a, a nonstop, uh, just thread of continuous run on sentences. Um, but, uh, we, yes, we I can <laughs> right. Well, I think we both can, um, uh, we, we both have something, uh, uh, I guess it's sort of unusual. It's probably more frequent than, uh, I, I know, but, there's not many people have, have the uh, combination of both living in New Jersey and Texas as like mm. large parts of their uh, background. And, uh, but I, I want to talk about that, but did you grow up in New Jersey?
0: No, I grew up in Texas and in North Carolina.
1: Oh, okay. Right.
0: Mostly Texas, but it's an interesting combination to think of and then be up here because there is a, um, as you know, <laughs> there's a a definite um, opinion by the rest of the world about Texas.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: And um, at Molly Ivins, who was a, a political pundit and journalist had a, a quote, and I'm gonna horribly, horribly do it, but it was something about, I dearly love the state of Texas. But I consider that an, an adult perversion that I only discuss with the consenting adults. <laughs> um, and it's and it's that kind of thing. Like I I love Texas. There's so many wonderful things about Texas and and being from Texas where you know people actually smile and say hello to you, complete strangers. Um, but it's also Not a great place. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The same side of the coin is also not a great place. So, but there's, there's an interesting, like coming up here, there was an interesting relationship between the pride in where people are from. Like people from Mm. Texas are very much, um, I'm a Texan first. Yes. And then I'm an American. Yes. I'm from Texas. Right. And I'm from I'm from New York. Yeah. And then I'm in, I'm from New York City. Then yeah. I'm an American. It yeah. is the very similar mindset. It is a very unique way of growing up and a very unique mindset. And and that is so similar.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And 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 especially in the New York metropolitan area, it goes by borough. It's like, I'm from Staten Island. Mm -hmm. I'm from the Bronx. Or even getting into Jersey, you're like, I'm from North Jersey.
0: (laughs) I'm from Central Jersey. That doesn't exist. (laughs) Do you Taylor Ham or Pork Roll? (laughs) Right. Neither.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, if you're from either North or South Jersey, there is no Central Jersey. It's like, no, you're made up after the fact. You know, this. there's you know, uh, uh, zip codes, uh, Freehold you know. <laughs> yeah. is
0: central Jersey. And I live in between Freehold and Nasbury park. That is exactly like, I'm I know just in the middle <laughs> of nothing. There. Right, right.
1: Just. Yeah. For those who don't know, New Jersey, you can drive through the long way of the state in three hours. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, if there's um, no traffic, if there's no traffic, which doesn't happen. Um, yeah, but, um, So anyway, I I wasn't sure, but uh, there's a thing about Texas as well that uh, there's a particular language and vernacular that is very Texan. Um, And what's funny is I did not grow up there, but somehow y'all has become a very fundamental part of my language. And now that we've moved to vermont everybody's like are you from the south and i'm like no not at all i'm from new jersey they're like oh you're confusing because you say y'all and i was like y'all i know it's it's problematic
0: (laughs) well that's that is something that i use as an example to people who are like oh texas and i'm like And yet, one of the most inclusive
1: words
0: (laughs) in the modern language came from, well, the South, but mostly Texas.
1: Mostly Texas.
0: Yeah. And that's often how I I, I out myself is just to say, you know, I can bring out my howdy y'all if you want me to, but I tend to keep it kind of tamped down. Right. Hard. Um, Yeah. If I'm there for longer than a day or two, it, it bubbles back up. If I'm in North Carolina for longer than 12 hours, cause that's a particular twang. Interestingly enough, Texas and North Carolina are the only two States with five distinct accents.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. I had no idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Ah, mm. uh, Texas. Um, When we were chatting, uh, uh, Mm. we were chatting about, uh, you know, you do a lot of community work uh, Mm. and uh, have spent a long time doing um, operations work, which is, which is really uh, hot, you know, uh, being the adult, being the, it is, yeah. uh, you know, capital OPS is, is everywhere now. Um but it's uh operations work and community work is is um so fundamentally important i it's always like the adult work uh you know where the children want to play with strategy and whatnot <laughs> <And> where okay <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be the adult and keep everybody on track. so mm-hmm. we were chatting about potentially talking about that uh versus talking about the death industry. Uh, finding the divine when we speak. I know. <laughs> and, and living on a bus. And I was like, how can we manage to do all those at once? And I'm not quite sure, but I, I, I wonder if there's one place that Time you Time is a start flat with. circle. Right. <laughs> that's how you do all those
0: things at once in a lifetime. <laughs> Time is a flat
1: right. circle. That's
0: right. You so, know, just I like I want to point out like Most people who know me, who know of me, know me through the research ops community. Um, and that's obviously a large research community that's out there, but it's not the only large community that I run. Um, Mm -hmm. but the other one is kind of a, a private lockdown community and it is also thousands of people. So it's definitely, um, And I've had to let go of a couple as the research ops community has gotten larger and larger. Mm. Um, But it's definitely something that, I don't know, for, for better or for worse, that's probably where my calling is, is finding people that have a commonality and need support in some form or fashion, whether it's, workplace information emotional support (laughs) what i'm just really good at gathering people and resources together and keeping it keeping it together keeping those people together like my superpower is getting hundreds of people to do stuff for me for free (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that is sounds like a 20 thread point. uh well, 20 thread tweet that you could market and sell for thousands of dollars by your eight-step mm-hmm. formula for keeping mm-hmm. people together and they do stuff for free. Um but that is not <laughs> your main focus. But uh, what it, what is interesting for me is there are Thousands of communities, tens of thousands of communities. There's lots of communities. Very few um, places where people gather to be in community, and that's where I think what you do is so fundamentally different. Is the the being in community is about action not uh being a witness being in community with others is um uh a lot of care a lot of a lot of work and so i'm curious um does facilitating or being the operations behind community does that help you feel in community with others
0: no <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, the, the so actually doing the the stuff in the background doesn't make me particularly feel like I'm in community with people. Um, but it's it is what needs to be done to create that, and then I go there. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, that is, I think probably the the magic there is that, yeah, there's a, there's plenty of people who come and are lurking and reading and, and, you know, you, you get that anywhere, but we have hundreds to thousands of people who were there every week, who were actually there interacting, engaging, supporting each other, mm-hmm. providing resources back and forth and being a community. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not common. No. And like, I can't let that go. And I can't, I can't stop doing what needs to be done to support that, you know, Mm. regardless of, of, of whether (laughs) it's a little bit weird to get a lot of people to do stuff for you for free. I will leverage that, um, until I absolutely can't anymore because I know how much that means to people. I know how much it means to me
1: right right and and i uh when you mention that in, in no way do i think you are being deceptive or manipulative mm-hmm. what what uh I, 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 what i know of you uh uh and and this work that you do is more around not not getting people to do things for free but um providing this crucial little uh linchpin or or mm-hmm. connection uh, of like just little nudges or prompts to get people to um share uh to be respectful to be uh um, in support of uh and in return they you know it's like the the give and receive uh uh flow of benefits is mutual, and you're just there saying like hey so-and-so, you've also done this, right? You know, I imagine there's a lot of you knowing essentially hundreds and thousands of people almost on an individual basis.
0: I know hundreds of people, and if I don't know them, they might. <laughs> and I kind of yeah. like, out and I'm like, so, do you know so-and-so? And could we, could, could we, you know, mm, what, what can mm-hmm. I... What can I do for you? It's a a lot of, it is a lot of um, friendly chat. (laughs) It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of negotiating. Um, And I think a lot of that is based on we are creating a space and a playing field where people walk in and there are things for them to use and share right away. Yeah. And, and it's like, they walk in and they're like, oh, here's this stuff that we can use already. What can I do? How can I help? yep. Yep. And that is just, and it, and yeah, that eventually kind of peters out unless there's people who are nudging and saying, oh, wait a minute, you've done some of this. Hey, you come and join this next step and this next step and this next step. And Right, it is. It is. It is kind of that networking thing. It it can be a little bit tiring at times, but it 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 very much is. It is creating a community and mm. using that community for their community um, mm-hmm. and beyond. So mm. I don't know.
1: I, I'm I'm interested. Because I, I imagine there is part to be a leader. (laughs) Yeah. So says so many people, or did you, is this what you expected? (laughs) Like, is this what you thought it would be?
0: No. I I used to tell people back in my twenties that, um, I, I absolutely never, you know, Popularity wasn't for me. None of this was something that I wanted because when you're in charge, when you're a leader, when you find yourself, even the leader of a friend group, um, so much more responsibility falls on your shoulder to keep people happy.
1: Yeah. It's quite exposing as well. Like uh, everybody now knows who. Holly is. And um I think that's one of the the things that we don't talk about when getting into leadership roles is like if you don't have your own shit sort of sorted out in a way, suddenly being responsible and accountable and being like all eyes or voices directed at you and being like exposed, like you're gonna have a really, really difficult time. Mm-hmm um, in that space. Oh, absolutely. and, and we don't, we don't chat about that at all. No, absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think most people think like, Oh, well I, I get to make a decision then if, uh, if I'm a air quotes leader, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I want I to go back strategize. I get to, I get to, that's right, I get to right. <laughs>
0: and that's a very American like mindset. Right? Like I get, yeah. I get to be strat. I get to be a leader. I get to have the ideas. I get to, you know, be the flashy that and for a long time I actually hid behind Bridget because Mm. I don't that is how much I don't like being that person right it makes me very uncomfortable to be the face of things to be in front of everything Mm. I like I like making the space and showing up in it that's it yeah yeah I don't like being this yeah
1: right (laughs) keynote yeah yeah no should we should we just keep diving in should we should we just tell everybody that this is 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 live no it's not live (laughs) you know (laughs) um yeah i I can great for me
0: because i could hide my house
1: right i I, and and i can uh relate to this a lot um there was always this difficult uh challenge uh, uh that i had uh, in in growing up into my early adulthood which was this balance of like wanting wanting to be part of decisions and being heard and being validated but never wanting like that exposure um uh oddly enough you know you know that I was a professional actor for a few years and I um I did a couple things like that showed up on tv commercials and uh but i was on uh, an on an MTV video that was for like the number one song and stuff like this but i was buying cat food at the grocery store uh buying like cat litter and cat food and i have my arms full and this stranger goes oh, you're the person in the the thing and i was immediately like Oh my gosh what's happening what is going Mm -hmm. on can i just like i really liked doing the work what's this part i didn't anticipate this Mm -hmm. part at all i am not prepared for this part um and then the person followed me to like the checkout and started telling everybody at the checkout that this is the person that's in this video and i was like oh my gosh couldn't i have been buying something like cool you know um not cat litter um and um, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the sense then that that is a, a familiar uh, feeling for you. But you you've put yourself into a place now that that exposure kind of comes with it. How are you managing that or managing yourself now I'm that people much. kind of know you? No,
0: <laughs> no, no. Not that I slept mm. much before but if i think about it too much it it still bothers me um they say that it you know with uh, and i and i guess with anything the more you do it the more used to it you get um and and part of me wants to think that um some of that should not be me caring less about hmm. how people feel and and what people think and and more about me accepting my own feelings about it. Um yeah. not DBT per se, but more like like acceptance commitment therapy type meant you know what I'm talking about. I that do, kind of yeah. thing would just be like just like and this is it. Um, yeah. and just just And sit with it and be like, oh well, this is how I'm supposed to feel about this because this is me and that's who I am. So
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, getting through those things and acknowledging that those things are 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 real and they're valid and part of being
0: human as me.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, Well, I am. I'm very glad one that you are uh, exposed because I I simply would not. I don't know that I would have met you otherwise. Oddly enough, you know, we, we both belong to this sort of weird hodgepodge of people that get together uh, every two weeks. And I think the majority of us are all sort of that similar, um, in ways background of not wanting to be keynote talks. Well, maybe there's one or two people that <laughs> <laughs> want that. Um, but the, the idea of, being um having balance and doing self work mm-hmm. uh in order to like um maintain our ability to kind of do the things that we enjoy doing that we're good at uh all this type of stuff it it requires a lot of self work of knowing where we begin and end um there we go uh, first right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what
0: can I control? What could I not control? Where do I begin right. and end? who yeah. is it anywhere
1: mm. yeah um so yeah so let's let's shift a bit because uh we could talk about therapy and mental health that was one of the topics. We talk uh, talk about weird mental health boot camps in Texas, that's right. So, oh. like, that was one of the things that you had mentioned uh, early on that you got sent uh, to a boot camp. Um, I'm gonna guess not voluntarily,
0: nope. So, when I was uh, at what uh, age, uh. I am pretty sure I was 16 and not 17 yet.
1: Hmm.
0: It was, uh, so there was a, uh, I actually sent it to you. Right. And it was like, don't, if this is something that, mm. uh, there's an article in the New York times recently, because I was, I thought a lot of them had been outlawed. Um, but I guess a yeah. lot of them have turned into mental health hospitals. Um mm-hmm. and when I was when I was younger, at least in Texas and in the West, a lot of them were um boot camps, wilderness camps, camps. You were outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um and I was skipping school. I was smoking a lot of pot. Mm. Other things. Wearing jean
1: jackets. Oh, uh, Uh, jean
0: jackets was no. I I was considerably more punk rock than that. Um, Okay. Yeah.
1: Black, wearing lots of black.
0: Yeah. And and docks and plaid and safety pins and piercings and went to the first Lollapalooza, took the brown acid, walked around with a big umbrella.
1: Um, Oh, that's right. Uh, You're famous from that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Dallas. (laughs) Right. Went to that first Lollapalooza, the chick walking around with the big avocado beach umbrella that was me Um, in the 10
1: hole docks and yeah yeah
0: that that person Hmm. um and had uh, ended up in the hospital taking too many pills Mm -hmm. once or twice Mm -hmm. and my parents were kind of at their wits end and i know i know that they meant well and like one of the girls in the article that was kind of her space for a lot of it. It was mental health issues. Um, Mm -hmm. And then obviously I had some behavior issues, not going to deny that, Mm -hmm. but you know, they, when they intake you, this one was very religious based as well. Like a lot of them Mm -hmm. are, I think. Yeah. Yeah, At least in Texas Um, or the South. Um, It was, Nice ish buildings, rooms. They went through your stuff and they showed your parents where you were staying. You were bunked up with somebody else, et cetera, et cetera. As soon as your parents left, it changed completely. That's not where you were staying. Mm. Um we were in army tents. Uh it's Texas and not, the weather is not great. It is hot, cold, raining. Um, There was a lot of standing. Nobody ever beat me up. It was just, there was a lot, endless days of standing for mm. 12, 14 hours, because, and this is what got me in the article, and this is why I'm going to do this. Yeah. They wanted the girl to write an apology to her parents, and she was there for mental health issues, so she didn't really have anything to apologize for. Yeah. It was the forced apology letters. mm. I had to stand without moving for days because I wouldn't write those. Because mm. I wouldn't write a letter. And the kids, mm. the other kids, a lot of whom were there because of, so in Texas, it's um, the um, juvenile offenders the low-level juvenile offenders get sent to those a lot. So some of the kids were not there because their parents sent them there. They were there because the state sent them there. Um, they were sometimes worse than the people. Um, hmm. I don't know. That kind of it changes the way that you think about getting people to like you Mm. do people like you does it matter if people like you does it matter if people see me Sound familiar? Yeah. Does it matter if I have a place to be? It's safe. It's a community. Mm. So when all of that, that's actually, um, I dropped out of high school entirely when I was 17. That, that whole experience just, yeah. Um, so I do not have a high school diploma, but I was a college professor.
1: <laughs> uh yes, because you you have a master's degree. And uh you were a professor. Like it's right? it's
0: it's important. And it was always so important to me to like tell the undergrads, be like, I don't have a high school diploma, I'm your teacher. You can do anything if you set your mind to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um but and, I mean i I messed around for a while and and looking for my people like people yeah. who weren't going to think that there was something wrong with me and, and weren't going to, you know, punish me for not wanting to do something and, mm. you know, make me feel like I didn't have to trust that I couldn't trust them. And mm-hmm. I found that in the weird school bus people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like ended up at the Kerrville Folk Festival, the longest-running singer-songwriter festival in the United States. Um, ran the gate there for eleven years, but wow. lived in an RV, rode around a school bus for a while. Um, but found this amazing community of people who just you were know, like incredibly empowering and listened and mm. most of them were people who were you know outcasts damaged yeah. people
1: yeah
0: um some of them also pretty educated <laughs> and so it's it's yeah.
1: interesting how those two things go hand in hand
0: just kind of kept going from there and kept looking and looking for communities and for better or for worse it seems Mm. like whenever I find a community like I show up at the Kerrville Folk Festival and randomly get a volunteer job which is not easy the next year I'm the I'm not the crew leader for tickets but I'm one of the shift leaders and the year after Mm. that I'm the crew leader hmm I show up in another group and the next year I'm one of the admins of that group. I show up the first day of the research ops community and within months I'm running that it just like I show up and I find people and then really quickly I'm like, how do I make this work? How do I keep this going?
1: Uh, You know what, what I see here is A group of people just taking a moment to see somebody, even in the smallest way, uh, allows somebody to be at their utmost capability. And having somebody stand where I don't see this as you being defiant, but the system being defiant against you like this giant power struggle for you to write a letter of how I'm a horrible person, right? You're a horrible person and all these types of things. And, and, you know, obviously uh, understanding the complexity of family systems (laughs) of, uh, of biology and genetics of, of how, trauma or whatnot gets passed on and how uh, systems of uh, misogyny and patriarchy and all these types of things are, right? They're all intertwined and you go, what if somebody were to have just um, offered you a hug or on the shoulder or just looked you in the eyes and I say, like, I see you i bet you would have written like a letter or you know like not necessarily that but to see that and say like i have every capability to reflect in a different way than me in my ten holes i imagine they didn't let you have your ten holes while standing there but that act of um being that that first act of grace that it then is clear to me why you are where you are today, because you, you are always going to show up as that first person.
0: That's absolutely what it is. And it's not, it's not me showing up every time and saying, I, you know, you don't need to have this behavior punished out of you because <laughs> Honestly, you can't punish that kind of behavior out of people. It a lot of times it's me showing up and saying you just need support to get through this. And maybe that's a template, maybe that's resources <laughs> on on you know mental health facilities in your area. Whatever. <laughs> but it's I am somebody maybe it's i know somebody who has a job in this let me let me reach out to them in my network i developed this massive network of people so that i could help other people right because there really wasn't anybody to do it for me yeah yeah
1: i am this like and big behemoth
0: yeah. of helping everybody else <laughs>
1: but i think be, and and i think what I, 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 if i'm reading through the lines a little bit uh, if i'm wrong please let me know these are things that you shouldn't have to pay for no. you shouldn't have to go and pay somebody on how to create a job resume or how to create a profile or even be referred to a job like are you kidding um could you pay like could you offer that you could but like Uh, getting down to like the humanity of it all and and having a sense of living up to personal values. It's all what's so compelling me for, for me is you going like, that is not something that, that, I mean, that should just be a basic human thing to do. You shouldn't have Um, to pay for kindness. No. Or just the idea that I see you. And I hear you um and uh that simple offer of say if if i if you you if I have your consent, may I introduce you yep. may I give you a resource may I do this i I have a very good friend of mine um that we've only become good friends over the last few years. Uh that has been struggling um, with their own stuff for a while. And I appreciate that they reach out to me and and we are able to have these conversations and and for you know many years now, I've been saying I'm not the appropriate person here. I have an invested interest as your friend, and that's different than paying somebody. Whose then invested interest is to provide you structure and not have any bias or judgment or anything this way. And so I've just been giving my friend this URL. The URL is therapyden.com. Yeah. Not psychology today, not all these other things. It's just therapyden.com. Uh and they let me know yesterday that they had their first call and um uh i I'm so proud that like the feeling of pride that this person had that is is worth anything more than taking advertising dollars <laughs> from therapy dot com <laughs> to be as part of my newsletter uh you know like and um, I think that's why. When I met you, I was like, oh, my gosh, this person has been through it and gets it and shows up in a way that that, um, you know, I can aspire to show up. Uh,
0: There's that thing where when you've been there and you've done it, you know that so many people will listen. But it is, it is a slog and people run out. And while, yes, I have boundaries and yes, I have limits. I am clear about them. And I say, Hey, I can't do it today. I can't do it this week.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. My dad was sick. I can't do it at all for the next foreseeable future. But from the get go, when I see someone who I know and love going through, you know, the death of a parent, um, the a divorce of this a that, I I look at them and I say this, I know that this is not going to be OK in a week when everyone thinks you're supposed to be OK. Mm-hmm. In three months, when everything everyone thinks you're fine now, you're at work five days a week, I'm still mm. going to check on you. Yeah. And I'm going to keep listening. I'll still be here. Not
1: going anywhere. Yeah.
0: Because people have done that for me. And that's like Mm -hmm. one of, I think my biggest successes as a human is to have developed friendships with people who have done that for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, that's like, I don't think I'm a bad person because... I did that. I got a couple of people who feel that way about me, so I can't be a bad person. Yeah, not that I'm perfect. And I've done some bad things, but I don't think I'm a bad person. I,
1: I mean, to be human, right, is <laughs> yeah. is all around that. Is, is you know, I I think the journey of uh, being better, doing better, feeling better is to acknowledge that uh, you will still do things wrong and imperfectly, uh, um, but practice to be- Practice makes
0: progress.
1: Practice makes progress. That's like one of my marketing slogans. I have been
0: saying that for over 20 <laughs> years. Where the hell did you get that from?
1: I don't remember some Some talking head somewhere, thing. like,
0: a, like I, a book I read. I was like, what? This I, is great.
1: I don't, yeah, yeah so what i um uh, so everything i focus on is like deliberate practice mm-hmm. makes progress yeah not just you know but it's also uh things like um demonstrate don't just state yeah you know th- you know things like that but the the act of continuing to be in community is to acknowledge that it will never it is not utopia. Oh. And the journey is to say, I will take and make these moves to continue my own progress, knowing that I will screw it up. But in return, um, it will be better than whatever it was the day before. And and knowing that there are people who um, can a- acknowledge that side of it rather than just see it as a screw up, you know?
0: Um, And then I listen and then, and then I'm not, I'm, I'm nothing is done in a void. I like none of this is none of the communities that I am a part of, whether I am, be a part of guiding the ship or not are, communities that are driven by some separate whatever they're driven by the community themselves and you can talk a lot about like culture we've never talked about that inside the two big communities i have right now it is for the research ops community, it is about providing resources that are useful and usable to people and for you know, and yeah. then providing a safe space for people to talk and da, da da da. But then outside of that, it is what they need it to be, and we want to know. Tell, tell us. We're going to ask. And then the other one, it's very much driven by those people. Mm-hmm. Period. Hmm. So, and if it, and if the research ops community is ever not serving that population
1: mm-hmm. at that
0: point, yeah, we would shut it down. I, I would figure out a yeah. way to shut that down.
1: That's right. Right. Not okay. Right. Right. You know, one of the things that is, so I, I run a community, I run a private community. Um, but it's been private and only available to those who have, have sort of decided to learn and, and take this weird course stuff that I, that I facilitate. Um, you know, I think one of the not so it secrets, is but probably a secrets, Strange
0: caveat to put on that. I don't know that your course stuff is weird.
1: Uh, uh, non-traditional, mm-hmm. uh, but unapologetically non-traditional there. uh you know so we- weird is is me just uh throwing out a word <laughs> i don't think it's weird um i think it's quite good um if you were to ask me non- for non-traditional education but, the, but non-traditional education uh uh both in structure and format and, and whatnot but the the community that I've been developing over three years was really in how people might be in service to each other. Mm -hmm. What, um, what do they need to feel a sense of being in community, but also a sense of safety and all these types of things Um, with the idea that we would invite others in, but it would be at a point where we fully understand um, what the 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 sort of heartbeat of that is, mm. because if it does, we we will shut it down. Yeah. Uh, but it's this, you know. The I, I produce a lot of content for free and share it a lot for free because I think that's what it should be. And then the, the pr- sort of private space that is not really that expensive comparatively to lots of things out there is really so that we can offer um payment and uh uh and, or, or whatnot in exchange for the people that come and chat with us and share that maybe aren't part of the community that that share because so, so much of the balance is trying to find how do you, yes, I could ask people to do things for free. And I imagine they would, but then it's like this balance of like, and everybody should get paid for their time and their services. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it, but it reminds me of how intentional one has to be mm-hmm. to um, Ensure that community is living up to expectations beyond just people being there, being in a space together. Um, you mentioned at the beginning that these communities that you are, you are that person for is not where you feel in community. Where do you feel in community?
0: Nowhere right now.
1: Hmm. And, and how is that?
0: There's a lot of other things going on in my life that are very stressful. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's. That it has anything to do with either of my communities. I think it has more to do with me and my life. Um, Yeah. And kind of the upheaval in the past nearly two years, everything that went on with my dad and like my own work stuff. It was like everything that went on with my dad was just woof. So it, it kind of disconnects you from that. And it's so overwhelming to become like a catastrophic caretaker like that especially in the midst of a pandemic. I I essentially broke quarantine to get on a plane to go. um, My father's living will was signed in 1980, which they'll, they will, they will certainly honor a living will from 1980, but they would prefer something a little bit more recent. Uh, But I am both of my parents' first medical agent. Um, mm. cause you need to have one person, you know, the, they yes. don't want to deal with yeah. two people evenly. Um, so I flew down essentially after his strokes to sign for comfort care. He had broken several bones in his uh, spine and mm. they knew that trying to do CPR on him, if anything happened, it would just be bad. And he was yeah. essentially just doing agonal moaning at that point. The thing about that is, and we still, to this day, he says it, even though he doesn't remember, he really doesn't remember, this happened in March of 2021, he doesn't remember mm-hmm. from around Thanksgiving of 2020 to wow. maybe Thanksgiving of 2021, he doesn't remember that entire year, and he still has, wow. because he has a cognitive deficit. Um Yeah. So I went down to sign the comfort care stuff, even with him in this state where we're doing sternal rubs, they were doing sternal rubs to get him to moan. um, It was, I guess, kind of ingrained in my parents' minds that if I show up, from New York City, it's bad. And and you need to decide to show us you're here or let go.
1: Yeah, wow.
0: Um, So I showed up, I got there, um, and I saw him, and he, Moaned a little and actually tried to say, like, hello, sweetie. He actually tried to verbalize mm. for the first time, mm. which I wasn't sure if he was trying to verbalize at all. I came back the mm. next day to sign paperwork and he tried to sit up. And he's in a coma. With broken mm. vertebra, T12 T and T8. Um, hasn't eaten, can't swallow, can't speak, can't keep his eyes open, is in a coma. Mm. Um, so at that point, I did sign the DNR because we didn't want him to do that, the compressions or anything. But... And we decided we were going to, if he was going to fight, we were going to fight. Mm. And then I became the full-time show up every day, all day. I got him into an acute rehab, which almost nobody gets into acute rehab if they are not emerging from their coma yet, which he was mm. not really emerging yet. <laughs> Um, like he couldn't. I have all these weird videos of him. He was hallucinating at best. I don't mm. know if you've ever seen anybody come out of a coma. It's, it's wild.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
0: It's not like television. Um, but that was most really. But <laughs> that was most of my 2021. Was mm. helping a um, mid 70s man with severe osteoporosis learn to talk, walk, write count, eat.
1: Mm.
0: Yep. To eventually... Very
1: different from doing it with a child. uh, Because this
0: is my father who's angry. Yeah. Yeah. Angry about it. And can't remember what you said to him five minutes ago. Mm. So... That kind of flipped my whole like, where do I find community? Do I find community in my communities? Hmm.
1: Not at the top of the list.
0: Not right now.
1: I. Is there a community of so people I,
0: who take care of who took care of people like that? I mean,
1: I I, I believe that there there are. Um, but also we don't busy. talk about, we don't talk about that at mm. all as well, because, you know, the, the whole narrative is just to ignore it. Um, it's going to happen to uh, all
0: of us. I'm probably going right? to have that kind yeah. of stroke.
1: Right. And, um, you know, uh, all of those things happen. They're real things. And yet we, we kind of, as a society, well, a Western society, just
0: denial of right? death. Den- right. What?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody has said this, but the imagery in my head is of, oh, I like that. It's I have, October. you have your Day of the Dead, but I have my chilly Willie Nelson shirt <laughs> nice. on. Nice. <laughs> I actually, I,
0: I, I had a shirt on the other day that was like, have a Willy nice day.
1: Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> It's really confusing to people in the Northeast when I say y'all and wear a Willie Nelson shirt and they're like, wait, what? You're not from the South? No. But anyway, so the, the visual imagery that I have is 16-year-old Holly standing defiantly um, while 70-something dad is trying to stand up mm. in response to Holly. And so the narrative of maybe, and I don't know if this is true of of y'all, y'all's relationship, that whatever your parents were seeking or hoping to get, the symbolism of a letter, all of those types of things, was in fact delivered the, when you walked into the room. Probably where your father decided to fight. Um, You know, our relationships with parents are incredibly complex, right? Um, If you have parents that have survived trauma, uh, which both of mine did. Same. And they then doing you know whatever work that they have to do to try to stop cycles and all that kind of stuff holding the the sort of truths of what tremendous work that they've done and how appreciative you are and also um dealing with different trauma um it's it's hard to balance and I don't know that we sort of sort that out until you know when we get into our 40s and and all these types of things hopefully um maybe maybe but it's all a, an act of getting better and uh acceptance i mean acceptance and that's where i would sort of say Um, how has it transitioned to your self-work, your inner work, how, um, you think about yourself and Holly and how has that evolved, um, from being a 16 year old at Lollapalooza, uh, (laughs) being sent away to grad school to being seen in community, how, how do you see yourself differently?
0: Oh, I can survive almost Um, anything. mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I have, I mean, Mm -hmm. I am a chronically ill person (laughs) who's had a a host of like major medical complications are way too many surgeries. Um, Mm. I've survived way too much trauma that happened to me anecdotally was done to me that I did to myself, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if you can, if you can survive the things that you were born with, you were born to, and then you did, and then happened to you, what else is there? There's very, there are very few other things that could happen to me that like I I have thought about that before like what else could happen to me Mm. (laughs) what else Mm -hmm. could happen to me I mean there's things that there's things that scare me I certainly don't want to have um teeth knocked out like front teeth knocked out like oh you know Mm. things like that
1: right but yeah like, uh, from a pain standpoint oh, or no. a, I mean, a pain um... <laughs> standpoint,
0: I was diagnosed with osteoporosis because I tripped and right. split my leg, split my tibia and walked around on it and for six weeks, not knowing it was broken.
1: Mm. Is it, uh, so what is it about your teeth? Is it, uh,
0: uh, I don't know. It's something about like, mm. so like this whole, I don't like my face being numb, but I also don't like people putting, I, I don't have an issue with needles, but I don't like people putting needles mm. in my mouth because mm. like not being able to communicate is is big to me. Mm. So like, I don't know, mm-hmm. it's like the gateway to my soul. And then you're like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so maybe we can <sighs> close this up by talking about the divine when we talk.
0: Uh, 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 uh. Uh, which about it?
1: I, I'm fascinated. That's what you left me of talking about the divine where we talk. So I'm going to say what? Uh, that seems big. That seems large. Um, But also you've just talked about like your soul and everything you are is the ability to communicate. And that's your vehicle. It seems. Isn't it? So what is what is the journey to finding the divine when you talk?
0: Isn't well, isn't that kind of well, for me that is kind of what it is. It is about hmm. finding a common ground with everyone. It's something I've prided myself on my entire life is being able to walk into almost any room and have a conversation with anyone in the room and find something Mm. in common. If it's, Mm. if it's not hair products, it's (laughs) trauma or seeking the divine through school bus antics in your twenties. Um, you know, it's, but also, you know, school bus antics, meaning you don't have much to eat mm-hmm. and no health care, especially when you're horribly chronically ill. Mm. But also at one point having a job where I mean, I was in a really comfortable tax work.
1: Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, living through those and in constant reach and communication and in contact of trying to find others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what a, what a, wonderful uh... <laughs> i
0: still need to go to the indian uh, uh... subcontinent there are other places that i need to go and visit mm. and experience but mm. my body is giving up on me speaking of chronically ill so there are not a whole lot of other yeah. like physical experiences. experiences yeah i'm not gonna i'm not going skydiving which is the osteoporosis like i would love to do that yeah. but not gonna happen There are plenty of things that are on my bucket list that I need to do. I still need to go to Australia and not just send a random retiree who's chronically ill to Australia. Right. You know, right? you know, there's, so there's places I need to go and see, but I've also been a lot of places to see what it's like. And I think that's important. I just think it's, yeah, and that's lucky. and, And it's not something that I got through a, um,
1: Five-week course via email?
0: It's not something I got through a five-week course via email <laughs> or for being born into some kind of – my my dad made $5 less than the rent when I was born. My mom didn't work. We did not – I was not born into privilege. I paid for my school, and I had to wait forever and ever to go to college after I dropped mm. out. Like, I got here hard.
1: Yeah, Got here hard, and yet you still show up with Try so in. much um, softness. Try and. Uh, You know, uh, I, I think you do. Uh, I imagine that you were a pretty uh, fun professor to have at the University of North Texas. Try um, <laughs> uh And I I am so appreciative of you um, and meeting you. I mean, we we've only met what six months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Time is weird. Flat circle. Uh, oh, it is a flat circle. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm really glad. I'm so fortunate to be able to chat with you uh, uh, through a wide range of topics. Um, this wasn't too. No, no. It, selfishly for me, it's um, to talk about everything else. That we are all random. very complex, random, flat, circle beings, and um,
0: I'm excited to listen to the other ones and, and see it, if they are also as scatterbrained as I am.
1: Well, I, I think some people uh, uh, have shown up with a specific topic, mm. I just uh, which is. That. Cool. I'm not a specific. I, topic it's first. hard for me. No, uh, like I'm, I'm all overlaps, yeah. and so I enjoy. Do you
0: think in Venn you diagrams? You know, <gasps> I do,
1: um, but I think in the overlap parts, not in the uh, separate circle parts. Like I think everything.
0: Time for yeah. me is not linear, oh, but this is something we can talk about. I mean, about I have time. to
1: show you uh, that, like, leadership is not a. Um, uh, uh, like a design problem or a pro, it's a systems it problem. Is. And so I have like, you know, just lots of Venn diagrams mm-hmm. running through my head constantly. And I also think about, oh, how that's similar to physics, uh, or gravity or how, um, you know, these circular rocks travel through space. That's with,
0: how I remember things you know, in time is by yeah. using, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's very like spatial recognition, mm-hmm. I guess, mm-hmm. uh, is the way that I, yeah. So I enjoy, um, these t- <laughs> random, we let's, let's call right. It's, it's going to be one hell of a way for me to summarize the podcast description for mm-hmm. the episode, but that's <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, I I've so enjoyed this and I look forward to our, our future conversations um and continuing to to chat um yeah you're a gift thank you uh yeah Uh, and i'm so people are fortunate to have you Uh, uh
0: i'll see you at the retreat